Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined on this winter solstice day uh, by Michael J. Russ. You are an incredible soul, and I'm so grateful that you're with me on this journey. So I want to say hello, Michael, and uh, ask you how your, your day is. Amazing. Always. A great journey with you. It's always <laughs> just wonderful to... I mean, I don't know. Is there the alternative isn't inviting okay it's not it doesn't 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 get me anywhere that's the one thing i tell people all the time is you know have have a you know how are you doing today i I don't know well it's the alternative to not not being good not being positive doesn't get you anywhere it doesn't elevate you it doesn't move you forward in in life so yeah my my standard response because is is always i'm magnificent i'm awesome i'm i'm great put a smile behind it put some positive energy behind it and keep moving. It is. It's a choice. And that's, I can always say when I I ask you, even in a conversation, we're not on the air and you say amazing. And it's, it's wonderful. It lights up my soul and I can always see your smile behind those words. And it's really fantastic. Um, So here on the the longest night of the year and the shortest day, um, there's a lot of different things in these cycles that we go through. Um, I always find, I always welcome the winter solstice. To me, there's something magical um, as that darkness comes in and you sort of, in here at the east, we feel the chill in the air, but there is a promise of light, light coming in and new cycles. And after the holidays, you start to see the seeds come into the hardware stores and, you know, it's, it's all about that growth. But we use this time sort of as a quiet time. I think as reflection and, and when the end, we have a, an ending to the year coming up. I think that there's, there is that reflection of what have we throughout the year and not to be difficult and hard on yourself and not for what you didn't do, but to really applaud yourself for the blessings and the things well for you. And I'd love to, to talk about that, Michael, because, you know, about bringing more happiness and peace into our lives, how we elevate ourselves, how we elevate our vibration, and how we really make it a choice to bring in more happiness, joy, and light so that we can have heart awakening and to use the day, even if it's just today or, or any day to bring that into your mind and your soul so that we find that peace. And I'd love to hear what, is there anything special that you do at the end of the year, Michael, that you sort of use as a stepping stone to new beginnings uh, in the new year? Yeah. Um, thank you for asking. And, and that was so wonderfully put. Um, the, 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 <laughs> what I do generally is I, I've trained myself to kind of forget about what happened yesterday. Um, when you're living in the moment and you want to drag as little about yesterday into today as possible so that you can be in the moment. So I've really over the decades trained myself to be more into the moments in, in my day. And then when the next day comes, it's all fresh. It's all new. I'm not dragging um, the energies, any negative energies into today, even positive energies. I just enjoy them feel them, experience them, and then move on. Um, In my view, it's important to ask yourself, what did I learn this year? You know, um, which kind of focuses you on not what went wrong, but how you can take what went wrong and build on it. And so I ask myself that question, is there anything, you know, that I'm, that I, uh, uh, what did I learn this year? Uh, and then there's also, what am I hanging on to? You got to, mm-hmm. if, if there's, there could be, you know, one thing that happened during the year that was kind of paramount over all the others, right? The one challenge you had this year that you needed to get through. Um, and you got to ask yourself, am I hanging on to any uh, mistakes, foibles, failures, uh, miscalculations, whatever you want to call it, misfortune that, that uh, happened to you uh, and uh, make sure that you're letting it go, that, it's, that it doesn't define who you are in this moment. It's just something that happened. And the, 
be alert to how you're perceiving the overall flow of your life. It's important mm-hmm. to remain positive about that flow because what we're thinking we what we're thinking in this moment defines what's going to happen in the next moment. So we sure. really want to avoid being, you know, in the past, dealing with something and having that energy come into this moment and contaminating the next moment, perpetuating the same thought process in the next moment. That's really what I know is important to me, and that's how I kind of face it. So I just kind of want to flush it. I want to flush the whole year. It happened. I can't go back and change it. We have to realize that we can, um, again, learn from our mistakes and and say, okay, that happens again. This is going to be my response. And um, I believe it was uh, Bashir um, Anka, uh, who channels Bashir. Yeah, Bashar, Anka. Me, uh-huh. who had, right. Who who uh, something interesting, quite quite interesting that he said with regard to uh, to that is that you have to. Uh, make sure that you're moving into the next moment that you've that you've you've satisfied the previous moment, and that you're here, right here, right now. That your perceptions are um, about yourself are positive and purposeful, and that you really understand the fact that what you're thinking creates your reality in every single moment of, of your life, be constantly aware of what your thoughts are. So in, in December, I, I spent a lot of time reflecting on, in a positive way, on how wonderful the year was and mm-hmm. how easily it, easily it flowed. Um, I use that kind of language, how easily it I flowed, how wonderful it was, how loving uh, the year was, how my relationships with people were, were so positive. Uh, I can kind of think about the wondrous connections I made throughout the year, whether they were momentary or whether they turned into something deeper. Um, because people is what it's all about in the end. It's all about how we relate to each other. That's really it. Mm-hmm. You know, all the other stuff is just uh, fluff when it comes to <laughs> life. Yeah, it was seriously. I mean, it's like oh, it's it's yeah, just you're stuff. Absolutely it's, right. <laughs> fluff it and other. It's just it uh, is. you know. I mean, yeah. It it it. If if everything that happened in our life was was happened because uh, because of a connection or an interaction with, with with another individual, another soul on this planet, when you kind of start thinking like that in the macro picture, that is, you know, why did that thing go wrong? Maybe because you were supposed to connect with that individual that helped you figure it out, or that particular oh, person who so helped true. you pivot in another direction. You know, I mean. That's really where mm-hmm. we're at at this at this point in time. When we start when we when we start grasping that macro thought process, it it changes everything. It makes everything in our experience different. The right. way we see it, we see it mm-hmm. differently. And uh, when I learned that, it kind of blew my mind at first. And then um, <laughs> I. It does. Yeah, because it it, const- it still blows my mind because you go back and you look at it and, you, and and if you really apply that to a challenge or a circumstance or event that happened to you that you uh, reacted negatively to that uh, evokes some negative feelings and emotions, if you start looking at it that way um, and and looking for a, a I could say the the backdoor perception, okay the backdoor perception of it, not the, not the initial perception you had on the face of it, like the, the one dimensional uh, perception that you had, you know, this, this, that, this car hit that car, that person got hurt, that kind of one dimensional thing. If you go behind it and you, you go through the backdoor of the event and you look at it in a different way, there's something there that you can learn from it, that you can take from it, that, either it, it, that is in some way connected to someone else. Mm-hmm. Either the person that helps you, the person that came to your assistance, you find out who it is that really cares about you and who's faking it. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to kind of look at it, but that's kind of what I do. You know, it's a, it's a reflection no, it, it's on everything. Yeah. It's, and gratitude. Sure. I know that you are 
so so grateful for for every every gift, both what would be perceived as positive and the opposite. And no matter what it is, you you look at it and say, okay, this um, maybe I thought A was going to happen, but B unfolded instead. And even though I'd prefer that A happen, I can understand that that B needed to happen so that I could meet XYZ person and, and all of these amazing things unfold. Um, I'm really grateful that you brought up Bashar because for me, I always sort of have lived my life that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. <laughs> and I had heard the name Bashar, like you. I had never really explored any of the channelings of Bashar or any of the information that Daryl Anka brought forth. And I have a book that I, I write things down that I need to, I kind of want to anchor into my consciousness and into my existence. I, I thought about when you mentioned it, and there was something that he said, Daryl Anker brought forth about Bashar's very simple formula, the five principles for visioning. And I, I'm going to read them because I, I wrote them down because I wanted to anchor them in for myself. And so I figured that since you brought them up, there's a, a reason the guys are like, okay, bring this out. So um, of the five principles of his formula, first was to act on your highest passion, which I love passion, by the way. It just, it's like, okay, what is my passion? Number two was act on for as long as you can, taking it as far as you can until you continue further, which I think is right. really brilliant. Um, number three, take action with no insistence, no assumptions of what the outcome is supposed to be, which is not easy for us in this third-dimensional reality. Um, but I love it because no assumptions, no insistence. Not our. It's not our doing. It's not our. We're not driving the bus. We got to let go of the wheel and let somebody drive it. Um, number four, stay in a positive state no matter what happens. Which Michael, you do. Not always, 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 always. Um, and I try to do as well. Um, and number five, explore your belief systems and let go of the fear-based or negative ones or the definitions that no longer work for you, which I totally loved. Um, and, and, and then he said, you know, and then act on that passion. What is the excitement? Where's the creativity? What's the point of attraction? And I think that those are the things that feed our soul. And so at the year's end, I usually, instead of, you know, going out to New Year's parties where people are talking about resolutions or things like that, I like to carve out a time. I go out and I find a special book. It uh, Sometimes I'll decorate it. Sometimes I, it just, mm-hmm. it's something that really makes me smile. And I'll sit down and I'll blueprint basically the things that I want to vision for myself year, just one year, maybe you know, multiple things. And I look at it from an emotional, physical, mental, spiritual standpoint, all of those, because we're all of those bodies. You know, so if there's something physically I'd like to, to shift and to bring into a greater focus, strengthen uh, my mind, perhaps, whatever it is, and I'll just allow it to flow, flow freely. And and sometimes I'll go back and I'll edit. I don't cross anything out. I add to. At the end, I just ask, you know, bring me this or something better. And then I close. And I don't open it up. I don't really ever open them up. I have mm-hmm. them on my shelf. I could if I wanted to, but it's really not important because it's not my timeline. And mm-hmm. it's amazing the things when you get that clarity and even... Even defining what is your passion, I mean, powerful word, passion, oh my goodness, it, yeah. it just, it, it speaks to the soul, I mean, and the heart screams with it, it's like, ah, oh, you know, you're passionate about something, you have that burning desire deep within, that is your calling, and, and whether it be awesome. part of your soul's purpose or not, it, it's something that brings you joy, it's something that brings your heart peace, it makes you feel light. And I think that that's something that we would like to all invite in for a coming year. So whether you choose to do that on the solstice, yeah, year, after the new year, whatever, whenever that is for you, uh, you'll know the right time. 
I think that's awesome. Um, thank you for that. That that you're. Let me ask you this: when you when you look at, I know you look in December at uh, at that at what you wrote down at the beginning of the year. Um, aren't you fascinated by how much of what you wrote down kind of manifested for you? Oh, there's so much. I mean, there is, and. <laughs> and the other part of it, too, and, and again, it's the guidance. I mean, every morning I wake up and I, I look to the right and I say, thank you. You know, thank you for what's yet to unfold. Thank you for uh, the, the peacefulness I had in my sleep. Thank you for the things that sometimes miraculously seeming to, to flow into my inbox, you know, my notes from the universe. And <laughs> I read them and the quotes that come across my desk. Um, and, and there are things that I, I screenshot so many things on my phone, and they're important for me. I, I find that I don't find them coming to me as an accident. I think that they come in with purpose and as reminders. And there was one that, and I've never heard of this person before, um, and I'm going to probably really make a mockery of her last name, but it's... Uh, Anita Morskova, and she has a site called Raising Your Frequency. And one of the the things that came across my feed this morning, she said, written, as you gaze into the mirror, see beyond the surface reflection, acknowledge the embodiment of limitless potential, an entity with you to redefine and reshape the course of its own existence. And that just was like, wow. You know, that's my favorite word, wow. I'm like, got it. I got it. I got to look beyond the surface reflection and see that embodiment of that limitless potential. I was like, gosh, thank you for that gift. Thank you for that gift. It's a reminder because we do become, I think, so disconnected from the truth of who we are. You know, you get the person in the traffic jam uh, that, you know, flipped you off and gave you the finger and, you know, yeah, you could put your foot on the gas and tailgate them and, you know, get get into whatever drama that you want, or you can go. Not so much today. Blessings to you. Yeah. Hope your day gets. Yeah, yeah. I'm in control, not you. <laughs> yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you unpacked a whole lot of stuff there. Um, it's interesting. I'll start out with <clears throat> what what uh, came to mind when you you were talking about acting your highest passion, the the, the first element there uh, of uh, Bashar, and and it. <laughs> You know, a lot of people really aren't connected to their passions. And um, so I really want to say that to me, being connected to your passion is, a, is when you have a feeling of fulfillment and joy from what you're doing. I mean, you can be, you can be passionate mm-hmm. about cleaning your house, okay? You can be passionate about cleaning your house. You can be passionate about mowing your lawn or raking leaves or, you know, just, just detailing your house. You can be passionate about that. I knew a guy who was in love with mowing his lawn. He loved it. He loved to do it. He loved to look at it when it was <laughs> so done. Cute. He loved the journey, the journey of getting it, it was done. Probably, right? Yeah, it was probably fun watching him mow his lawn, too, right? If you, saw, if not, you were having so to much drive by or walking by. <laughs> not, no. not so much for me. It's his thing. You know? And this is the other thing that's, that's, that's interesting. We have, to, we have to bless people in their passions, and, you know, and that's fine. It's not for mm-hmm. us to determine what, what somebody else's passion is or what they're passionate about. But passion is a feeling that we have. So when you're, when, when I, uh, when I, I'm passionate about playing the drums, when I do, I don't do it every day. However, when I do, I absolutely love it. I enjoy it. It brings me a sense of fulfillment. Um, I'm here at my sister's house. The first thing I did was I came in and, you know, I'm up in the morning uh, on Tuesday morning, my mother's birthday, and I decided to clean her kitchen. You know, I mean, I just Aww. needed to do something. I needed to do something. So I, you know, I cleaned her stove, I cleaned her top stove, cooktop, and I cleaned a lot of stuff, right? And and I, and I swept the patio in the back, and, and, you know, I just, and I looked at it. It's interesting because when you, chores to me are interesting. My life is always, well, my last four decades or five, four decades of life has been pretty much, what have you done for me lately? You know, it's kind of like that old adage where, you're, there's not a, there's not a sense of completion from what I do. I could, I could stop at 5 PM and go do something else that I enjoy. However, the next morning when I want to, when I come back to it, I pick up where I left off. There is no, there is no, that's done. It's finished. 
It, it's and people in, who are creatives right. understand. Well, maybe not creatives because when you do create something, there is a there's a point where you're you're finished with that particular creation, that design, whatever, and you can look at it and you can say wow, and you can move on to the next one. Um, however, there are there are some of us in life who, when we the, there is no finishing point. What we have is infinite that we do, and it's just a function of how much time you put into it. And like my sister has kept telling me this entire week, oh, I just don't have time for this thing. I don't have time for that thing. And I, 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 I said, are you like writing down what's most important to you that day and then focusing on that? And she says, I've got so much. I've got so much. I've got so much. So many timelines, some of this, some of that. And I'm like, wow. Um, it, her, her creative, her entrepreneurial venture is never done. There's always a next thing. There's always two things that need to be done. There's always a timeline. There's always a deadline for this. And if you don't line up this, you don't hit the deadline for that. Right. And, uh, I, I think about that and I'm like, you know, we create our own little, uh, prisons for ourselves mentally. We, you know, it, it's, when there's so much creative stuff to do and there's so much opportunity, it is possible to become so wrapped up in the opportunity that you never get anything done or you don't get done what it is that you want to get done when you want to get it done. Now she's pretty good at doing that. Um, she's pretty good at, and she's lived by the seat of her pants for, I'd say three and a half decades now. Uh, very successfully. Um, I living, it's my little term living by the seat of your pants. Um, <laughs> living some, from, <laughs> that's like one of these old wise tale things <laughs> that just came to mind. They call you know, them, you, Hidden highways of opportunity, Michael. You know, it yeah, sounds like yeah, she's yeah, an entrepreneur. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she uh, yeah. travels on on a, a road that's sort of everything's unexpected every day of her right. life. Exactly, right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is yeah. Which is exactly the way my life is, except in a different way. Um, and I know mm-hmm. you're a creative. You're a creative, and so ideas and concepts come to mind. You just have to sit down and you have to focus on them, and they just flow from you. Um, however, it the the torment for people who are creatives is when you're not creating and you want to be creating, but you've got to do other things in life, right? You've got to do something else. Mm-hmm. You've got to take care of your pets. You've got to take care of your house. You've got to mow that lawn. You've got to clean your house. You've got to, you know, go out and, and, and uh, be with, with the family on this particular occasion. We have to, okay, listen, we, there's time for creativity. There's time for passion and you can, you can engage in it. Um, However, it's, it's really important to understand that passion is not some big, big concept. It's, it's the micro of life. You can, you can be passionate about doing whatever it is that you're doing in the moment, uh, just different to, to a different degree than which you, um, you know, go out and play a gig in front of, you know, 2,000 people. You know, that may be something you're passionate about, but you're also passionate about sitting down with your guitar and, and in your in your you know in the quiet moments and just letting ideas and stuff flow through that's that's passion too because it brings a sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. The question is: Is it bringing you joy? Is it fun? Is it bringing you fulfillment? Right? Is is it is it is it doing those things? Do you feel awesome when you're doing it? That's my litmus test. Do I feel amazing? Do I do I do I have this? Does it remind me of of the best day of of my life? Right which is because mm-hmm. I kind of let things go, that is best. Every day is the best day of my life. I intend to make it the best day of my life. It may not be winning the lottery. That, you know, people may say, oh, that, that, that would be the best day of my life. No, no, today is the best day of your life. So craft it the way you want it to be. And a lot of that is between the five inches, the five inches between your ears. That's, that's where life happens right there, in the five inches between your ears. And that's where the passion, the fulfillment, the gratitude, the forgiveness, that's where they live. And by the way, I just wanted to say one thing about gratitude and forgiveness when you were talking about them. When you, in my view, when you, when you live from them, um, when your intention is to live from gratitude and forgiveness on a daily basis and they become part of your daily mental activities, you forgive yourself for the mistakes or whatever happened, you know, you say your ho'oponopono if that's what you do, or you, mm-hmm. you just say, uh, quietly say, eh, I forgive you. Okay, let's move on. 
right? Or you're, you say, oh, so grateful for today. It was such an amazing day, magnificent day. I met some great people. And you're just sitting in, in, uh, in a pool of gratitude and, and enjoying the feelings and enjoying the moment. Um, when you do that every day, when you make it a point to do it every day, it, it becomes, it's not something you think about. Like at the end of the year, I don't necessarily sit down and say, I'm so grateful for it because I've done it every day. Right. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a constant for me. Um, same thing with, with, with forgiveness is, you know, it's a thing that is a tool. It's a tool of alchemy that we all have access to that doesn't cost any money that makes us feel absolutely amazing that, that can literally wipe out what happened. Just wipe it off the face mm-hmm. of, the, of, of the earth, whatever that mistake was, whatever that failure, whatever that misstep or that misfortune you got caught up in. You know, every, you have a part in everything. A, a gentleman that, that I really respected who's no longer with us, very successful businessman, um, once said in a, in a workshop that I did with him, he said, you have a responsibility, you have some portion of responsibility for everything that happens in your life, whether it's to you, right, directly, uh, something that you're connected to, you, you have some part in that. When somebody does something to you, you have, a, you have a, a responsibility. You have to be accountable for your particular percentage, your part of what happened, right? Um, you know, even if somebody walks in your front door and slaps you and walks out, it was your house. You decided to buy that house in that spot. You decided to be there in that moment, not gone. I mean, you know, there's so many things you can forgive yourself for. It's not just that you have to blame the other person for walking through the door because that's a dead end road that goes to nowhere, right? These are the, this is the way I think when it comes to that. And I say, I just say, okay, I forgive, I forgive you for, for, you know, being where I was at that particular moment in time, because I know that um, the way the nuance of law of attraction works, I have some responsibility. I have to be accountable for my thoughts that led for me, led me to be in that particular spot. And in, in employing forgiveness, you release yourself and you allow yourself to love and to love yourself and to love life. And to me, that's what those tools are for. So at the end of the year here, we're looking at the, as you said, the longest night and the shortest day, which I think is absolutely amazing. I love this day, by the way, because now the days Thank get you. longer. I look right? forward to it. I know. I the love having comes the up sunshine. A little here. earlier, one minute a day. Okay. One minute a day comes up. Comes I know. Up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so beautiful, you know, and I want to see it. I want to see the, the, the glory of the morning kind of unfold. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's precious, uh, for me it to, is. to do that, you know, and I know it is for you too, yeah. because it, oh, it no, signals, absolutely. yeah, it signals anything can happen, you know, anything mm-hmm. and everything can happen. That's what that, that, uh, that sunrise does for us. It, it, you know, we don't know where the day is going to take us. It's, it's, we just know that if we're in a, uh, a frame of, of, mind that embraces positivity, we know whatever it is is going to be for our benefit. It's going to help mm-hmm. us get to where, to what we want, to where we want to be in life and to help us get what we want in, uh, in life. And, so much. But, no, I was going to say, Michael, because you, you, you said a mouthful and, and what I heard and you <clears> can, uh, just is, Asking yourself, like, you know, you can have all of this. It's there for you. It, it's, it's, we're serving. Are you willing to live your life from that space? And a lot of times when we make those choices, now you, you come from that place, but it can be sort of a lonely journey. If you are used to going to the bar all the time, you hang out with this group of people and you don't really find that it serves you any longer. You're not really enjoying the drinking aspect or the drama or whatever else it is. And you want to change and you want to move to a higher That journey of, of making that change can be a little lonely. And, but I think what happens is when you start to transcend and, and ascend and really bring in things from a higher vibrational level, higher consciousness level, bring in more beauty. And that's what the time, you know, when you're going through 
if you were looking at the metaphor of the darkest night of the year, and sometimes we feel like that in our lives, that we have this darkness, but it's emerging. And so every day, life can open up. You can fall into a new rhythm um, and really have the life that you were meant to, to be part of. And, and your path, I think, sometimes when you, you start to do that, it just really unfolds. And you know, just, that is, that ahead, is absolutely please. true. I'm going to interject one thing. If you're having a dark night, go outside, look at the stars. Oh, it's pretty absolutely. interesting. Two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, you can't sleep. Instead of rolling around in bed, put a robe on, put some clothes on, put some shoes on, go outside and take a look at the starry night. It is, it's quiet. It's beautiful. It's, it's serene. It takes you to a different place. You know, um, mm-hmm. the, the teachers are always talking about something very, very brilliant, which is uh, change your thought process. Change the path of your thoughts. When you're mm-hmm. having negative thoughts, do whatever you need to do to change the path of that thought, to pivot away from that. And so I, um, that's what I do. I, sometimes I'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll go to the back door of the house. I don't even have to go outside because I can see the eastern sky. And there'll be a planet out there. And I'll think about, I'll look at that beautiful planet, the, the brightest thing in the sky at that particular point. I'll look around it and I'll look at the trees. I'll focus on what's out there. And sometimes when it's not freezing outside, which is rare, um, I'll step outside the back door <laughs> and just listen to, you know, whatever's out there, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. the owls hooting, whatever. You know, there's some big owls hooting in our neighborhood, and I pay attention oh, to Oh, what them. a blessing. And I, oh. Yeah, and I think to myself, yeah, the owl is hooting. Kind of cool. And sometimes I'll hoot back. <laughs> I'll hoot back to them. You know, I'll just make, I'll, <laughs> I'll mimic what they're doing because it's fun. Listen, nothing's better. Than, I mean, it's, I'm changing the path of my thoughts. I might be, uh, I might wake up in the night concerned about something. I will, you know, it's rare. However, mm-hmm. it does happen. I'm human. And that's the other thing I wanted to say. The, the perfection is in, is in the moment. It's, not, it, it's, it's along the journey. It's the moments along the journey. Mm-hmm. It's not this end thing. There is no perfection. Perfection is a moving target. When you think you got it, you don't. So the perfection <laughs> is in that moment. I know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. in that moment. So the, the, I am not perfect in a, in a sense of, uh, that perfect picture on the wall kind of thing that's static. I'm always moving. I'm always evolving. And perfection, when I say I'm perfect, I'm literally, for whatever it may be, I'm my, my, I, I love my body. My body is perfect. My, uh, my meditation is perfect. My life is perfect. Uh, when I say those things, what I'm basically doing is I am programming my life mm-hmm. and myself to be that way. That's the trick. It's like those people can't, they, they, they have a problem um, actually putting themselves in a position, in a, in, a, in a position where they feel as if they already have something. This is the greatest challenge. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to read something very quickly. This is really cool. Please. Um, the, the, uh, it was a post it was a post from uh, America's Medium, from Carol, from the teachers, and she said in, the, in, her, in her show this last week um, that this is this is um, this comes directly from them. She has no input; she just literally um, transcribes and posts. So here it is: This is when you are trying to manifest something. What is your starting point? The item, the price, the timing. The components are important. They are necessary, but we want you to start with the feeling of your first day or first moment with it. What will it feel like? Conjure that feeling first and then add the item, the price, the timing, and the other components. We love you. Now, it's, mm. that's the end, of the end of the post. This is, you know, there must be a hundred different ways you can say this. However, it boils down to one thing. If you 
want something in life. You want to feel absolutely awesome in your next moment. You must literally in this moment experience what it would feel like to be awesome in the next moment. And then before you know it, you're awesome. You're feeling amazing. You know, you've, you've, you've shed that negative thought about yourself in some way that you're either beating yourself up. And by the way, I'm not into New Year's resolutions, and I know you're not. A lot of people no, think not. about the end of the year. <laughs> if you're going to make a promise to yourself, this is really the way I put it. If you're going to make a promise to yourself for the next year, um, make a promise not to beat yourself up. Make a promise to always treat yourself with kindness, compassion, empathy, and love. You're human. You're a, 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 a uh, non-physical uh, being having a physical experience. And as such, you're just floating through life. Things are coming at you. Your thoughts are creating um, the, the events that are occurring around you. And other people who have their own thoughts and their own uh, intentions, they interact with yours. And so it's how you respond to their interaction with you. If, if they're coming at you from a negative, negative place, it's up to you to recognize that's something you don't want in your life. Right. You simply eradicate it. <laughs> you have yeah, the choice I mean, to eradicate make it. Your, I actually right. had a conversation with somebody about that this morning. Uh, so it's so interesting you bring that up. And I said, you, when you, you walk away from somebody where you feel they brought you down, I, you know, sometimes you can use a little bell. I have this little tiny silver bell and I'll ring it. Or I'll find something that makes me laugh or I... I've got to raise my vibration. It's my responsibility to raise my own right. vibration. And and so I will do things. It's like breaking. It's almost like waking up. Have you ever had a dream where you're falling? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, no, I don't want to hit the ground. And you wake up. You And that's really what it is. It's like you don't want to hit the ground. You don't want to be at that same vibrational level. So you... Whatever it is, you know, put on a song that you really want to you enjoy that always brings you, um, like you walking on sunshine, right? It brings you up. Um, again, last night I had to laugh. I I just happened to have laugh in was on, right? And and I saw Goldie Hawn, and she they had all of these words. She used to be like the poster girl, and they would write all of these words on right all exactly. over her all body, over body. And decorate <laughs> her, and, and that's what she you know. And it was like elevate, communicate to elevate, and and I'm like oh, I, and I just and then you know she does little sexy dance. I mean she's just so cute, and but it, it it's like. We're almost like that. I mean, we're not walking around with literal, although people do have tattoos now, but like literally like words uh, we see on ourselves. Like, so whatever it is that brings you back to that focus point where you're elevating your vibration and it's bringing in peace and connection and happiness to your heart, find that, do that. Whatever it is, because you don't have to be on that same same that that channel. We forget that we have the power. You know that's that song. You got the power. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, the, yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, <clears throat> right. That is very very that is absolutely so true. I mean, one of the things that what comes to mind when you say that is the the fact that we cannot feel no nothing outside of us can feel one way or another unless we allow that to happen unless we invest in whatever that is to feel that way. If someone comes up to you and says something derogatory or something that's, that's, uh, uh, that would, the society would consider hurtful, okay? Hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is the, the issue is that, that it's, it's, it's outside influences that teach us, society that teaches us that we need to feel bad when somebody says something to us that mm-hmm. makes us feel, you know, that initially, and it, there's always an initial reaction. Yeah, it came out of the blue. It was a surprise. I was blindsided. However, once you take the next couple of breaths and gather your composure, the thing to do is to realize that the reaction that you have to whatever was said, whatever was done, is a choice that you make, and you can choose negative or positive or neutral even. Mm-hmm. Neutral being, wow, wasn't that interesting? 
hmm, where'd that come from? And then just walk on, right? You don't have to let, you don't have to invest energy and emotion and frequency into what other people say or do or what society says or does. And when we come to that realization, that's another one of those pivot points in life. You go, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you recognize the, the power and control over, you have over how you feel. That's the important yeah. thing. You have an incredible amount of power over how you feel, which, how, what you think, what goes on in the five inches between your ears. And the issue a lot of times for people is they're allowing outside influences and people, people are a part of that, outside influences, anything outside of you to dictate the path of your thoughts and the path of your feelings. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting how uh, the teachers in a previous post uh, this week had talked about anxiety and how anxiety is mm-hmm. a confluence of way too many low frequencies, lower frequencies at the same time. That's it beautifully is, put. And, and, it, and I heard, wow. yeah, it's like, wow, yes, a confluence. They didn't use the word confluence, but that's, that's my thing. But no, I like your it's, word. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a confluence of, it's when, when so many, neg- when you're overwhelmed, that's the word they did use, overwhelmed with a literal cornucopia of negative feelings and emotions and thoughts. You're, you're literally, you know, you've got everything. Just, just pick, pick a, uh, you know, go to the dictionary and look up every negative uh, feeling you could possibly have, and boom, you put them all together at the same time, you've got anxiety. And the only way in their, in their view to deal with anxiety from that perspective is to have, have your guide help clear the grid. Clear the grid. Have, you know, sit down and meditate for five minutes, quiet your mind for five minutes, and allow your guide to kind of sweep away some of the, the, the clutter that is creating that confluence of negative feelings and emotions at that particular time because it's being triggered by something, you know. And so it's kind of interesting uh, that, I, that I think about that. The thing I say to most people, though, that I come across when the time is right, when I feel it's necessary, I uh, feel it's, it's, it's the right time to say it because I can sense when people aren't open to receiving things, uh, information and such, is that, is that nothing, you're the one who allows outside influences to impact you the way they do. Take back your power. Make, make 2024 the year of taking back your power to not allowing outside everything outside of you to make you uh, feel the the negativity, the lower frequencies that are that you don't really like. You know, nobody likes feeling sad. Nobody likes feeling hopeless or in despair. Nobody likes feeling depressed about one thing or another. But you know what? Hey, how do you do this? We we start out this conversation talking about um, you know what we what we can learn and and uh, you know it's a new cycle and we have new beginnings and reflection. Why not think about not just next year, but going forward? You're going to make next year an experiment, an experiment in being in control of your own thoughts and feelings, an experiment in understanding that what happens outside of you doesn't have to make you feel the way it initially makes you feel, although that feeling is natural because you're, a again, non-physical being having a physical experience and everything is new to you. It's not new when you respond the same way over and over and over and over again. It's not new. Right. It's just, it's, it's rote. That's the way you've learned to respond. Let's shift our responses. Let's pivot away from negative responses. Initially, yes, you'll have one. Initially, you'll be shouting expletives when the guy tries to run you over the, off the road, right? Because they don't see you. However, we have to recognize, ah, wait a minute, that outside event it's just the thing that happened. I don't have to invest in it. I don't have to, 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 to let it make me feel a certain way. I don't have to let it, uh, I don't have to go to that low frequency place. I can stay where I am. Let's take a breath. Right. And let's keep moving on. And the quicker you can do that, the, the, more, the, the quicker you can do that, the, the more happy you will be 
the happier you'll be, the more loving you'll be, the more, uh, and you take every higher frequency that, that, that's out there that you want to feel, you're going to be feeling that versus the lower frequencies of anger or hate or jealousy or revenge or this or that. There's no reason for all that. None whatsoever. Right. So we would make next year an experiment about that, of, of, under, of understanding that one thing. It'll change a lot. It'll, it'll change pretty much your entire life. There's a lot of things that can. There's no silver bullet. However, all those things together, practicing gratitude, practicing forgiveness, um, not allowing investing in, in negativity that happens to you or out there in the world, right? It's, it's, it's interesting. We, have, we also have to buck the system. The system that I'm talking about is the system that is that has at its heart the the gain involved in making you feel bad. It's a tremendous it's a it's a it's a system. It can almost feel like a weight. It's a system. If you turn on media, if you turn on social media, if you turn on any outside influence that dispenses information. 99% of them survive by pulling your strings. So we have to not let them pull our strings. And that's really um, what, what – because that's why we feel bad. Listen, if you, if you ask yourself that question, it's the wrong question. It's the wrong question. You can yeah. feel love. You have to emanate – your life is not that. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That is – we, we get caught up in it. it. That is not our life. We should not feel, we should not resonate negative frequencies in our own life, which from a law of attraction perspective just begets the same thing, you know, the same thoughts and the same reality for ourselves over and over again. We can emanate love. And that's, we talked about this in shows previous. That right. When we're positive, when we're emanating love, when we're emanating forgiveness and gratitude and all that, as the teacher said last week, it, it, it becomes a bubble that goes out and never bursts. Why don't yeah, we and it becomes this, more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Fill the earth with positive bubbles versus negative bubbles. Because right now positive the negative bubbles are winning. I know. I just want to interject something real fast, Michael, because as you were talking... Um, I sent you a video yesterday, and I'm not a golfer, so and, and it was so yeah. interesting because <laughs> this particular golfer, and, and this is this, I think it's such a good metaphor because if you, and you can expand on who he is and everything else, and maybe I think what I'll do is post the video. But he's he's standing on the, uh, the opposite side of this big body of water, and there's right. he's on a the part three, and, and, it, and it looks seemingly impossible. And I'm sure the people that were around him were like, yeah, sure, you're going to make this shot. And so he, he takes the shot, and the, wa- the ball skips off the water like a stone, which is, is mm-hmm. really and – I'm, and I'm sure everybody was like, ah, oh, ha, ha, you know, look, you, you know, what kind of shot was that? And you watch the ball miraculously just travel in this path that seems completely impossible. Completely impossible and random and <laughs> and random. Yeah, it, it, there's it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever how how it's even going to to hit the pin, but it does, it does. And and, and I thought to myself, what a great meta, metaphor. I mean, Lewis Carroll, the author of of um, Alice in Wonderland would say, you know, in the morning, he'd say, sometimes I've believed in as many as six impossible things before breakfast. I mean, he wrote that. And I think, okay, that's great. You know, how many impossible things can you imagine for yourself that are related to your passion and believe in them? And, and, and you know, yeah, I'd love to hear because that, to me, that was just, it was, it, there were so many nuances in the messages in that. It just, it's like, Amazing, amazing, right? I yeah, don't know how absolutely. it's going to happen. Well, but he you let know, it go. He, he took the shot, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I will tell you, it is it was a par three, and technically, um, that's where they, you know a lot of holes. The holes in one are made on you know somebody who hits 
who hits off the tee and the ball goes in the hole eventually some whatever 100 200 yards down or 230 yards down the down the line and it was it was a mishit he mishit the ball which is rare for this guy because he was number one in the world for a, a while um, winning everything. And he, he had a miss it. It went, it, it skipped over the lake. I must've skipped like 12 times. And then it comes out the other side of, it comes up and over the edge, runs up the, 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 the area in front of the green runs onto the green to the right. And it's at such a point where it, it takes the curvature of the green and the ball goes directly in the hole for a hole in one, which is, you know, there are people who've played their entire life and never had one of those. I've had two and uh, almost <laughs> it was three. Yeah, it was, it was spectacular. But the metaphor here is exactly what you're saying. It's like it's when, when the thing that you think is the worst thing that could happen turns into the best thing that could happen. And you have, you know, I mean, this is a guy I'm sure. I know, I'm, I'm laughing about it because I, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, it is like, it's a good reminder, a visual mm-hmm. to see, like, yeah, <laughs> just a reminder. That, that the worst Anything thing isn't can the worst happen. Thing. <laughs> That's right. right. The worst thing is, is not the worst thing that could happen. I mean, he would recover from that. It would just be another thing. It would be a, wow, that's interesting to, to this guy. These guys are at a, at a professional level where mentally they, if you allow something, a ball, hitting a ball into the water to uh, disrupt your mental focus, and your purpose and your intention, then you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong profession. The mental game, the five inches between their ears, is a strong is the is what separates each one of them because their skill level is pretty much the same. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to that, when you get to that level, that's the that's the one one hundredth of one percent of all the golfers in the world. So we can take that and we can say, yeah, what can I learn from that? It's that the thing you think is the worst thing ever. It's really, in many cases, it's never the worst thing ever. Really, it's never mm-hmm. the worst thing ever because there's always some outcome that can happen uh, from that. I mean, as a golfer, have I hit the ball in the water off a of ball three? Oh, yeah. Have I skipped the ball across the water? Yeah. Have I? I will tell you one thing. I was on a par three on my own golf course. Uh, this was a, a couple of months ago in the summer. And... I was playing with somebody who I hadn't played with before. Uh, I was out as a single. I hit off this par three, and I wildly shanked this. Thing. I mean, basically, I, I hit it off kind of like what he did. Uh, we call it a worm burner. It's on the ground. It just goes off in, in somewhere, and you're like, okay, that's fine. It never made the green. Then the second shot, I hit way too, way too badly. It went over the green, right? It went over the green. And then I'm so far away, I'm thinking to myself, I need to save this hole. I mean, this thing, is, this thing right now, up to this point, has been a disaster. How am I going to get the... And I'm like, 30, I'm like 30 yards away from the green after I've already tried to hit it once, and I've, that's after two shots. I only have three to get it in the hole. Interestingly enough, my third shot from 30 yards off the green miraculously went in the hole. <laughs> That's great. I'm like, and I looked at the guy and I said, did you see that? He goes, what? I said, I hit that ball way over there. Then I missed it way over there, missed it way over there. And then the third time, it actually went in. I never had to pull my putter out of the bag. I mean, it's, it, we're talking about 50, 50 yards from 50 yards away, including the green. I'm like... This is golf. And, and, and I thought to myself at the same time, this is life. It Just is. when you think it's all going yeah. south. Right. You have, as long as you don't think and, and invest in it going south, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the thing we do. We invest in it going south. We invest yeah. in it going even more badly, right? We invest in that instead of backing off, taking a breath. And going, okay, we have to forget the first couple of mistakes, which were pretty horrific, if you want to start judging it. And then you look at where you are, and you're always, where you are is always where you are. That's the beginning, right? We reset. Up to now, this has been a really terrible hole. However, I can, I can save this. <laughs> I can save right. this, which is what I'm saying about it. I can save this. I can save right. it. I don't know and how. some people say... You know, this has been a really terrible year, or this has been a really terrible day, or a week, or whatever it is. 
But I think that, you know, and bringing it back to, you know, the blessings of the solstice, that no matter where you are, right, this is Mm -hmm. a season of miracles. There are blessings in every day. We have opportunities to express ourselves with joy. We have the opportunity to celebrate life. New doors open. We need to welcome in that self-compassion, that inviting it in, uh, accept ourselves with loving kindness, project that out into the world, nurture the love that we feel and be a reflection of that, you know, shine bright so that our hearts can connect because truly that's what this show is about. That's what you you exemplify, Michael. Um, and, you know, love does matter. It's our connection. It's that joy. It's being gentle with yourself and allowing those blessings to come in. And so, you know, even if it takes a moment to walk out and breathe deeply and bask in the stars, or if you're in a part of the world where you've been blessed with these amazing aurora borealises that are unbelievably spectacular, mm-hmm. you know, allow that light to, to you know, bask in it and then allow that light to shine from within because truly... That's what um, this is. This is all about. It's about holding that heart space, awakening into into love, and really shining that love into the world. And um, that's my my hope for you all. And and Michael, I'll let you you close out the show because it's just um, it's always such an honor and such a delight. And you have so much to to share. So I'll allow you to close it out. First, give yourself credit. I will tell you at this particular point, this show wouldn't exist without you um, because you, you bring a light and, and a love and a passion to it that is, uh, it's just, it's not happenstance. It's who you are. It's, uh, it, it just flows naturally from you. And uh, if, if I'm that amazing, it's only because I have you as a co-host on the show and a friend uh, off the show. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, uh, we are muses to each other. We in, in, enjoy, uh, totally separate things. People, you know, one thing that people don't know, we've done, how many does it, 85, 86 shows? I think we've done, uh, and we've hundred and we, people <laughs> don't know that you and I have never met face to face. I know. We it's have never incredible. met face to face, you know? Yeah. We've, we've, we've FaceTimed before uh, we have mm-hmm. uh, zoomed uh, a show or so um, and we've done a, a show like that with with Carol however what this should teach people is that you can you can build connection you can um, improve your life in ways that you could never imagine with the through the power of connection and mm-hmm. if you're sitting alone this holiday season, this December, this solstice, um, this at the end of this year, think about the fact that it's connection is, is, is the thing that is most important in life. It's the thing that helps us live longer. It's been proven that connection helps you live longer and that it is up to each and every one of us to seek connection. We have to frame the mindset that connection can happen, that we are worthy of connection, that's the first mm-hmm. thing. If we feel we're not worthy of connection, it's the same thing as putting out a bubble of, I'm not worthy. What are you going to get? You're going to get validation of that left and right. You are worthy. You are mm-hmm. a loving, passionate, compassionate, empathetic being, positive, joyful being. That's, where, that's the way you were born. If you're not that way, it's because you've allowed... Uh, life, the experience of outside influences in your life to make you feel differently. That's like drinking that Kool-Aid, that low-frequency Kool-Aid. Time mm-hmm. to, in 2024, drink the high-frequency Kool-Aid. <laughs> drink the high-frequency <laughs> Kool-Aid. That's what it's time to do, okay? So, you know, as a, as a metaphor for it's time to embrace the fact that you are worthy, that you are um, an amazing uh, human being, uh, a non-physical being in, a, in human form, and that you have the ability to respond differently to everything. And, and as, as uh, Bashar said, it's changing your responses. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate this opportunity and wish everybody the best year ever. Absolutely. And uh, believe in the impossible. Yeah. <laughs> 
And if you don't play golf and you and you'll witness it firsthand, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I I thank you. I thank you for being my co-host. Yeah. This is not the last show of the year. Uh, we're still nope. going to have uh, one more, one more next yep. week. Yeah, okay? so blessed. Yeah, enjoy a beautiful and blessed week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.